smartcast.com This is the morning brief from the Economic Times produced in collaboration with avas.com BSE's benchmark index Sensex touched an all-time high last week Shares have soared market cap of companies have increased and the initial public offers hitting the market have been oversubscribed the sensex has gained over 80% from the lows it hit in march this year all this while the world struggles with a pandemic and the economic data is far from encouraging so what really drove the market in 2020 and as an investor have you missed the bus What can we expect from the equity markets in 2021? In this podcast, we try to make sense of the Sensex. From the Economic Times, I am Rachita Prasad and you are listening to The Morning Brief. Let me introduce our guests today. Our first guest is Manish Bhandari. He is the Chief Executive Officer principal portfolio manager and co-founder of Valum Capital. While his investment management and advisory firm is 10 years old, Manish has over 2 decades of experience in the Indian capital market. Our second guest is Nishant Vasudevan. He is the markets editor from the Economic Times, a senior journalist who has been ET's ears and eyes in the markets. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Manish top brokerages are making predictions CLSA has predicted that national stock exchanges benchmark nifty which is currently below 14000 could be headed to 18800 in the long term Morgan Stanley has said they are overweight on India and they expect sensex to be at 50000 by December 2021 as against 47000 right now what is behind these numbers what is driving it Rachita, I'm not too sure uh, uh, about CLSA and Morgan Stanley's prediction because I don't follow them. Uh, what I can tell you from what makes sense to me is uh, Indian stock market is quite heavy on commodities as well as on financials, and we have seen a revival of commodities uh, in the last four or five months. And uh, the bigger problems of financials related to the COVID looks like behind us. and they are not as uh, steep and the difficult as uh, they were initially being expected so when these two big segments recovers definitely it adds significantly to the earnings and second thing which is important which is a big land shift which has happened in the start of 2020 is uh, the weakness in the us dollar and whenever the D- us dollar weakness happens you have a dispersion of capital from the us markets to the emerging markets so i see a situation where these two things will add and then there is efforts by the government to revive the earnings and very selected intervention to to uh, make this strong, uh, economy stronger so when you add these three, thing, uh, three things together uh, definitely there is a room for the sensex to grow from where we are st- uh, standing today nishant manish kind of gave us an idea on the driving forces here but since mid october if we were to see uh, see the data the rally has been driven by foreign portfolio investors uh, domestic data has not been very encouraging obviously uh, then what really makes the foreign investors so bullish on india what is your take on it 
yeah you are right uh, rachita that um, you know in the past two months if you look at the the flows uh, it has been uh, the foreigners who have been driving the rally so in fact if you look at the the flows in november which is around 66000 crore um, that is the highest in a month ever so but one thing that we should keep in mind is that fpis are bullish not only on india they are actually pumping money into all emerging markets this is mainly because of the the loose monetary policies followed by central banks in developed uh, economies mainly the us federal reserve so because of those loose monetary policies interest rates in the us and other developed economies are near zero um the fixed income market or the debt market as we call it it has virtually collapsed in the us Uh, the the fed has uh, flooded the system with dollars and because of the, because of that uh, the dollar is also depreciating so you have a combination of uh, zero interest rates and weakening dollar that is uh, prompting the foreign uh, portfolio investors to bring money into emerging markets like india now that said like manish pointed out uh, india is getting a a fair uh, Uh, a fair bit of share in these uh, in the in this entire flows that is coming into india because india's economy is shown a fair bit of resilience after these covid related uh, disruptions also there are some very big uh, companies in india that are unique and despite their uh, despite their valuations being expensive they are uh, unique investment uh, propositions so the situation right now is that foreign investors are putting money into large caps which basically form the sensex and nifty while domestic investors are putting money in uh, small and mid caps manish uh, like you said that you know the foreign investment is coming here and nishant also spoke about the unique investment opportunities in india uh, but after the rally many retail investors feel that they have missed the bus uh, now there is a fear that the market may be overvalued but it still seems to be going very strong so what can people do uh, how can they manage their portfolio right now given all these factors the first thing retail investor has to do is not to get carried away by the uh, market uh, it is just one of the asset class to invest it is not the only class to invest and you have to invest keeping in mind your long term goals uh, not what is happening in the market in next 3 months and next 6 months so the asset allocation uh should be the first key priority otherwise usually what i have seen in my two decade of experience is that people do leave their asset allocation priorities and chase the asset which is doing very well and then finally after two years they land up in a problem so retail investor has to really keep their asset allocation and the end financial goal in their mind and also the tolerance for the risk level your uh, risk tolerance for an asset class can be very different from my risk tolerance and from Nishant's risk tolerance how would you guide them i mean how can people balance between the different asset classes broadly between say equities fixed income real estate and gold uh, what would be your suggestion there are various asset classes it is uh, within real estate you have a commercial real estate you have a residential real estate within equities you have a large cap a mid cap a small cap Uh, uh so there is various uh, where bouquet of uh, uh, within asset class a diversification is done so first mm-hmm. thing is uh, uh, one has to really re- uh, recognize that uh, how your these asset class uh, long term returns and the risk matches up with your risk perception and the risk tolerances both both things put together and once you combine these then a financial advisor can guide you 
uh, about uh, which way to go and what percentage of asset allocation to hold in a particular for a particular risk tolerance uh, uh, level so so you have to make those judgments long term judgments uh, very well very crafted judgments on the asset classes nishan do you do you have a take on this on how people can be looking at the different asset classes yeah uh, rachita so these are these are very interesting times for uh, asset allocation why i say it is interesting is because uh, traditionally globally if you look at it uh, a lot of investors they have been following a 60 40 ratio for asset allocation which is 60% in equities 40% in bonds now that ratio is being questioned okay uh, so having a concentrated exposure to one asset class is being considered uh, very risky so many of these affluent uh, um, um, you know investors many of these investors who are who understand the markets and cycles very well they are spreading their money across assets across markets and across currencies okay to this is to ensure that they don't have any expo- excessive exposure to any particular asset class so that their uh, that particular exposure is not vulnerable to any sharp movements uh so that is something which uh, globally which is which is changing and something which indian investors also could look at uh, for instance uh, something which i heard from uh, a very smart guy in new york is that uh, instead of 60 40 uh, why don't you have a 20 20 20 20 20 uh, in five asset different asset classes okay so earlier uh, diversification for an indian investor was across sectors maybe he would put money in an aggressive sector or a defensive sector now that has changed given uh, these circumstances there is a lot of euphoria around the market right now and uh, you know we have a lot of retail investors looking at the markets right now what are the mistakes people could be committing right now and what could they possibly do to make sure that they don't burn their fingers manish it's quite a behavioral science which comes into play when the markets in a secular uptrending uh, way and what are these behavioral problem the first thing is that retail investors should uh, accept uh, that uh, your brother in law can be richer than you in the equities and you don't need to compete right. with him so which is a problem that you compete with each other on your return generation which is not the case uh, people have a different level of understanding different level of risk tolerance the second thing is usually i have seen what people uh, do make a mistake is the filthy problem which i call it a filthy problem which is that uh, you do a when you do a stock selection you you try to do a relative value where uh, a lion and a cat can be from the same family but they have a different mm. characteristic so people try to see that can i buy a cat which will move into a lion uh, characters which is not the case so people go in by holding companies people go and buy a cheap value companies so the business model of one company can be very different uh, from another company but they may may categorize themselves into one single sector so that's another problem and the third problem i have seen in my experience and not that i have also made mistakes uh, during my journey of fund management is is a reflexivity problem and uh, the way this problem is defined is that uh, Uh, if the earnings of a company keeps on going up for eight quarter, nine quarter, ten quarter, or fifteen quarters, uh, what is usually uh, happens uh, correspondingly is the P multiple also expands for those companies. So right. you you what you buy is an asset which has done very well on earnings and which has done very well on the P multiple expansion or eight P multiple. Finally, will become a sixteen or twenty P multiple. 
And uh, so you can have a situation where you can buy at the fag end of the cycle and it's so difficult to figure out where we are in the cycle and you need a specialist for this. So uh, usually uh, equity is only asset or is the only business where people people don't go and do their retina surgery. People don't go and uh, operate on themselves. But on equity, people do think that, oh, yeah, we can do it ourselves. Uh, and uh, usually these mistakes happen uh, in this process. So you have to be very careful uh, that what you want to do. And uh, there will be times when your portfolio will be relatively lesser than the market uh, uh, what market is making because uh, the 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 cycle for individual market caps are very different so you have to be cognizant of these risks which exist and right. uh, and then there will be some pitfalls you will not make money in all the all the companies you have invested there will be some companies which will not make money so ultimately a portfolio approach and balancing ideally uh, has to be kept in mind rachita if i may add uh, one point of late that i've seen a, a big mistake that people are uh, are doing is that they are trying to time the market they're trying to predict the market top and uh, trying to get out of the market completely now i have had friends who tell me that uh, they have dumped their entire equity portfolio and uh, shifted it to fixed income and there are many people who have actually done that now why would you do that you have already endured a 50% fall in a month in uh, uh in uh, february and march okay and if you look at fixed income worldwide and even in india it is not a great investment proportion because rates are near their uh, all time lows so today the mm-hmm. interest rate structure is such that savers are being punished and uh, asset owners like uh, uh, equity and real estate they are being rewarded so that is one right. mistake that the people are doing is that they deviate from their asset allocation and try to time the market Nishant I also wanted to get some perspective on the IPO market from you I mean typically the IPO market also reflects the broader trend in the market uh, what should be the strategy of investors right now should they be looking at listing gains or long term investments yeah so as you very rightly pointed out a strong IPO market is a, is a derivative of a strong uh, secondary market that is very clear uh, it is true that a lot of people have made uh, good money in IPOs in recent years some of these companies are really good okay but personally i have never been a fan of ipo investing in general because one thing that uh, okay. that you must understand is that when a promoter is selling shares to the the public in an ipo he is selling uh, selling the shares at the highest valuations possible okay promoters are not in the business of charity right. why would they offer shares uh, at mm-hmm. a cheap valuation okay so i would right. i would put it this way that you know do subscribe to these uh, 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 to these issues to these ipos if you really like it but uh, i would i would prefer looking uh, out for listing gains um exit it and then uh, re enter whenever you are getting it at a better price okay manish uh, do you have any tips for people on uh, ipo market what has happened in the ipo market uh, in the this decade versus the last decade Hmm. is a very perceptible change where this time the most of the ipo the sellers are the private equity funds who are far smarter than uh, than the average uh, intellect of the retail investors so they know the pr- uh, pricing very well so when they are selling you at x price and the price goes at a 200% more than the x i i suspect that the way this whole issue is managed so on the bridal day every bride uh, sabya sachi bride is the most beautiful bride so <laughs> 
so i i i i sense a, a problem here and uh, i would say that if you are making a listing gain don't get married to the company sell it and make an fd for yourself uh, uh, it is it it is such a difficult science to tell you that this is a good company and this is a good value so what i would say is that you have to be very careful uh, uh, if you are making too much of money uh, believe me thank your star and uh, 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 uh remind yourself that uh, making money is not so easy in many other businesses and if these gains are coming at a too small period of time be skeptical about these gains that's interesting perspective i'm sure the listeners uh, are going to take these tips very seriously uh before we wrap up uh, i know we are not in the business of uh, crystal ball gazing but manish and nishant i want to ask both of you that if you had to give one tip to investors for 2021 whether it's on stocks or sectors or what to avoid and what class to look at what would that be one tip that can hold them in good stead for 2021 uh, manish would you like to take this first so the year of 2021 calendar year right uh, although it is a small period time, time frame to review an asset class but i can say so that the fixed income can be a risky bet Uh, unless until the seeds of inflation are very clear so next one or two quarter you will have a clear idea that whether inflation when the full output uh, is achieved in india whether the inflation is coming back and it is going to stay then the 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 era of cheap money is over at least in india and if interest rate collapses we may have some more rooms to play but still we are at a at a intersection in the when it comes to the fixed income equity returns what we have seen in the last 6 months will moderate you cannot see a stellar return what we have seen in equity in last 6 months again repeating hmm. it will be a, a return positive returns but it will moderate from where we are sitting in last 6 months so don't hold a history of last 6 months together real estate inventory gets getting cleared at a fast so you may see a situation if uh, if the real estate inventory is over in next 6 or 9 months we may see a uptick in the residential real estate and this will happen after 5 years 4 and 5 years or so so i am suspect i am not a great believer uh, in a saving into real estate or allocation but still i see that situation where the real estate can inch upward after the 6 or 9 months if the situation of negative real interest rate continues and if in next uh, quarter or so we see a global inflation of 2 2.5% in us i suspect that gold will make its uh, bigger move now from where we are standing today so this would with my broad concept on the asset classes okay interesting nishant one tip for 2021 so as a journalist i am not allowed to give uh, recommendations but i'll tell you from what i have understood uh, from uh, my various interactions with market participants i broadly agree with uh, what uh, manish said uh, that is how things are going to uh, pan out uh, but uh, uh, you know I, i don't wish to sound too boring over here so let me also give in my small uh, input over here from what i have understood is that um, uh, you know the theme that could probably play out in 2021 it has already played out in the past uh, two or three or four months is the small and mid cap theme uh, uh, people are saying that a lot of market participants are saying that you know that uh, many of the smaller and mid cap uh, companies uh, they could uh, they could attract uh, higher uh, um, uh, higher pe multiples one thing that investors should uh, keep in mind is that it is not going to be a one way street so investors will have to endure some wild swings uh, intermittent swings uh, which could be frightening at times 
so that is from the equity point of view uh also i am hearing some uh, good things about uh, real estate uh, and as manish very rightly pointed out uh there could be some interest uh, building up in real estate as long as this uh, negative real interest rate scenario persists um that said i would uh, stick to the boring uh, asset allocation uh, methodology that all investors should follow not boring at all i think it's just being safe <laughs> uh thank you so much nishant and thank you so much manish it was a pleasure talking to both of you and i'm sure our listeners would have enjoyed this conversation as well thank you so much thanks rachita thank you rachita for hosting me 2020 saw many factors coming together that led to the rally in the market the weakness in dollar the appetite of foreign investors and possible government reforms may drive the rally way into 2021 if you are considering investing you may want to look at different asset classes as our guests suggested today whether you are investing in shares on the secondary market or looking at ipos make an informed decision make a prudent plan that matches your goal and risk appetite and don't get carried away by the euphoria That's all from us today. I'm Rachita Prasad and you're listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by John Chako and coordinated by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief@timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please do share on your social media handles. We'll appreciate that. The morning brief is Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Thank you for listening and have a nice day. avas.com